0: Welcome to the second podcast for Student boys. Here we have David Yoon joining us today. He is a senior here at Golden High School who has been moving back and forth between Korea and the United States.
1: I was born in the United States at South Carolina Clemson and my dad having a master's degree there at Clemson University. Um, I was born there and right after before I turned one age age of one I went back to Korea and living in Korea for um, 10 years I came back to Lakewood and I went to Grimm Elementary Elementary School because of my dad's profess, prof, professor exchange year and then I lived in Lakewood for a year and I went back again and then I came back during my high school sophomore year to Golden High School. And I came to Golden, which is really close to Lakewood. And yeah, that's how we moved back and forth and back and forth.
2: How was this transition for you moving back and forth? Did it really surprise you? Was it hard for you to adjust?
1: It was very interesting because um, really for my elementary school, uh, well, for beginning of my, when I was born, it did, I don't have any memories, right? Mm-hmm. But um, when I was in elementary school, I was actually um, really excited to move out and move in. But the hard part was um, I couldn't really speak English and I couldn't do any, I didn't even know the alphabet, like A, B, C, D. So I had to learn it from there when I came here. So, But it was interesting to see how my... Um, adaptability of English was when I was young I was so quick at adapting in English and kind of getting the terms like you know the first time I learned in America was you suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was elementary school you know so it was interesting but when I came here during my high school year it was super hard to adapt because I had so many restrictions because why mm. because where everyone's culture is kind of developing where teenagers are having their own culture and I had to kind of figure out what that culture was so i can kind of get into the norms um so that was interesting for me and every time it was very hard for me because i had to translate english in my brain in korean and then translate back to english to answer the question so that was i think that was exhausting part as well
2: uh having this sort of like you said adaptation and having to be surrounded by um, kids with completely different cultures and stuff like that. Did you ever experience like people making fun of you? Any racist comments that you didn't even understand?
1: Um, well, I was very, in Korea, it's one of the culture is the same. I think it's the same in everywhere where you make fun of other people in order to get friends. Mm-hmm. So I had mentality where, you know, I, I have few friends that made fun, fun of me and I made fun of them. So I just thought it was kind of joking. But mm. when you look back, it's, there are some of not like good comments while you're making fun of it, but fun of some, perp- some person. But I think it's part of part of the process where you get friends. So
2: Is it still that way?
1: Well, right now, if somebody makes a racial comment, um, I would be offended, but I wouldn't kind of call them out because it's very hard to change someone that um, is kind of learned how mm-hmm. the, those things are cool to be cool. So, oh yeah, I'll, I think it's same right now too.
0: Mm-hmm. How would you say the education system is different in Korea than in here, at Golden?
1: Um, education system is really different, it's, I think it's the most um, kind of serious um, serious part where you can see the difference. And for example, in Korea. Um, before my high school i went i went to school at 7 20 a.m and my high school usually finished 11 30 p.m so i was staying there forever studying and studying and that's not done like you go to academy at, right after your school so you go back home at like 1 a.m or 2 a.m and start doing another day and those typical um, weekdays but the weekends were the worst um you go at 720 well sometimes it starts at eight or nine where you go to academy, academy, um, probably four academies in a row, and you come back. I, I, I came back one time at 5 a.m. to my house. I remember that. And, you know, it's a very exhausting process. And mm-hmm. Korea is very focused on education, where only the 10, for example, only the 10 students in the whole school get A. It's not like if you're above 90%, you get A. And only the 20 kids get B. So mm-hmm. it's very different... Um, um, competition, you know, so it's very interesting. Where I have interesting story where one of the kids and I did sometimes too, but I was not this bad. But one of the kids, um, it was during the test period, uh, testing period, final um, final period. And if somebody asks question, you give them a wrong answer because in order to make them go down, so you can move up, which is very cruel. So there are some of those um, sides in Korea where it's kind of like. It's too competitive, which makes it, people to be more cruel, I think. But yeah, in America, you know, you guys get out, we get out of, like, at 2.30, and I'm like, you guys are, why are you guys complaining? Like, you know, just, sh- sh- I can't say this, but <laughs> shut up and study, Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so that's what I think. The, there is a big difference in Korea and America on that education.
2: Um, Going back to, like, Culturally, because that is a different, you know, the education systems is a very different cultural thing. What do you think has been the biggest cultural difference for you?
1: For me, I think it's the word respect.
2: Mm. Because
1: in Asian culture, especially in Korea, you know how to respect elders and you have to learn how to respect elders. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very, um, for example, when we... um, say hi to person then we bow Mm -hmm. in in order to say hi to elder person and and right like and especially the teachers we give so much respect on teachers where you're like the teachers has a lot of authority on you um but it's not using they're not using it in order to kind of force you to do something but we are um voluntarily voluntarily giving that to them but here, when I came here, it was interesting because some of the kids put their feet on the desk and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to get, if it was in Korea, you're, you're going to get expelled, maybe, if you're behaving like that. It's very uh, kind of like difference there, you know. So that was so shocking to me. And, and one of the things, like is community comes first than individual. Um, for example, my name is David Yoon. But in my Korean name is Yoon Young-seok, and Young-seok means David, mm. so my family names come first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my family is first, but here, David Yoon, David comes mm. first, which is, I'm coming first. That shocked it, you? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is where I learned from AP Lang, where Mr. Carpenter teaches. Mm-hmm. He always taught him about, um, he lived in Korea as well, and oh, kind wow. of showed me this aspect. And for me, I didn't, I had no idea how that, that was different. But when he kind of talked about it, it opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. The difference between uh, two countries are. It's so different, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. How would you say like Korea and the United States, besides education, is different? Huh? What's like it? Culturally, like, like cultural. talking
2: to people, making friends, how you would hang out with just, somebody. Just like the average walking down the street.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very interesting where Korea is... So it's really populated. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like America where like you have, you have like houses and it's kind of apart from each other. We're like um, apartments, like really high apartments oh. because there's too much people. So we gotta use the same land, but we gotta go up, right? Because yeah. we don't have enough land to go wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, those are very different, but at the same time, by having a lot of people um, and that we're kind of pri- prioritizing the community It's more kind of like family, where there's a lot of people, but you're kind of like family, and you share it. Mm -hmm. When you're walking the streets, when you see um, just people, you know, you kind of feel connected. It's not like, I don't know this guy, and I'm kind of scared of this guy. It's more like, um, I want to help this guy if there's some trouble going on. So it's kind of
0: like a um, small-town feel in a way?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Big town, but small-town feel in America. Yeah. yeah, that's what I can explain. Yeah, that's a great, great explanation.
2: So, how would you say your family life is like?
1: Um, my family life is like, um, so my parents. I when I was here sophomore year, I lived with my parents uh, for a year, and then starting of my junior year, my parents left me, um, and I'm currently living with one of teachers in Golden High School, mm-hmm. and they went back to Korea, including my sister, and. I'm living with another family, and that's my current situation.
2: Is that really hard for you, being away from your family?
1: Um, to be honest, yes and no, because, you know, I, I, I was it was interesting to experience what it was like being apart from family. I was kind of thinking like, a, you know, when you see documentaries, like little lamb is kind of abandoned by their oh. mother lamb, <laughs> and I don't understand why that lamb is just crying. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I was abandoned, I... Not abandoned, but <laughs> yeah, like when yeah. I was left left here by alone, it was interesting because I didn't know this was a thing. But right now, if I turn back and see it, it's I was very lonely. I was I was being more antisocial. I was kind of getting depressed. But really, like it, it took like a two months or maybe three months that to kind of recover. And now, like it's just if we if my life is busy, I don't have no time to kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. So. And my family that I'm living with right now is so nice. So mm-hmm. I, 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 thats my second family. Where I was lucky to have them as my um, hosting parents. So uh, right now, there's no problem, and just I'm enjoying my life.
2: Do you feel like you have a community here?
1: Um, definitely yes. Um, because for example, the student voice is a community as well. Golden High School is a community. And um, our tennis team, the tennis team I was in, was a community. And I, was, I think I'm involved in a lot of communities. I think
2: you feel supported. You feel like you have people you can talk to.
1: Um, yes, but I learned one of the things that I learned is how to support myself. Yeah. Uh, it's not nobody's gonna help you, right? Um, so um, for uh, well, I went to um, a lot of teachers, but a lot of teachers helped me as well. But I. Build a relationship and then um, kind of helped each other. Right now, so that's where um, I feel kind of supported. And and they're like, when you get close to them, then they are such a good supporter. Especially with Golden High School teachers, such as Miss Blake, Miss Lynn, Miss Wyckoff. Um, everyone is just mm-hmm. too supportive.
0: That's great. Going back to you said that you were in tennis. How's that?
1: Well, tennis season end ended. Um, Tennis was exciting for me, and tennis was a community. Yeah, that that really supported because that's the that was a big well, big um, source that I could release my stress. How
2: are you doing now overall, mentally? Like, where are you at? And like, do you feel comfortable with yeah. your everyday life and your situation?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't have any like depressed. Like, you know, I'm just happy, happy little young man. <laughs> school in high school. So that's that's where I'm at, I think.
0: That's great. Are you in any like sort of clubs besides student voice outside of school? Um, or even inside of school as well?
1: I I'm currently um Interact Club co president. And I would love to have people in our intramural club. <laughs> um, and also, I'm involved in. Um, I I was involved in Jeffco Youth um, Community Healthcare, which oh, is wow. Jeffco CDC. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I did there as an intern was just a lot of topics that mainly like we covered. Um, that so we have to come up with a solution where teenager um, drinking problem and drug uses, mm-hmm. and that that part was very life changing to me. That interest was very life changing to me because I I learned how to adapt, uh, bring my Korean mm. background, and to adapt in America. Mm. Um, to specify, um, so in Korea, a lot of facilities are open until two or three a.m. A lot of people are going, and the way um, they can use a lot of facilities everywhere. Um, uh, but in America, what I see is everything closed at 9 or 10, right? Mm-hmm. So it be- it becomes dark. The city becomes dark, and the city goes to bed in 10, which was interesting. And I thought that was a problem, why teenagers are drinking and using drugs, because they have nothing to do, which relates to the boredom of them. So I proposed a policy where um, let's open our facilities until midnight. Hmm. and this got through um, this got through a lot of um, per cPR and it got accepted and currently our golden reg Center is um, hosting a lot of events until midnight and they're hiring a lot of people oh. and in our whole Jeffco district a lot of um, older rec centers uh, in our district is opening until the midnight
2: wow hey um do you think you've changed at all ever since you know adapting you know growing up, becoming you're now a senior you know you had your last year here as well do you think you've changed um, with that?
1: I changed too much I think <laughs> um, during my sophomore year when I in Korea I I used to be a president in my class and I loved going out you know mm-hmm. but yeah when I come so when I came here sophomore year I loved to party I love to be in the norm so I went to every party that I want to go to and Almost every weekend, I went to one of them, at least one of them. And my parents hated it. My parents mm-hmm. saw me like, you know, so some so bad stuff. Um, and that's where I can say I'm used to American culture, where mm-hmm. I learned American culture. Maybe Well, it's not whole American culture, mm-hmm. but part of American culture where you can party and you can yeah. do kind of um, interesting stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, but junior year, throughout junior year, when I moved to that house, it was interesting because um, I couldn't do that anymore because it's not my my parents weren't there and um, my it was not my house. So I had to um I had to try my best to not to give a harm to them. Okay. Um, so I changed a lot. Where I I try to find myself who I am and what I will do. You know, so
2: in situations. Mm-hmm, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So first, I kind of kind of distance myself to the um kind of my friends in order to look really who I am Mm. and I saw myself as a very serious person like like (laughs) I wasn't like the true identity was totally different than who I was during my sophomore year Mm. so now right now I love doing my um, hard classes Mm. I sound like a nerd but (laughs) I am a nerd Uh, I love doing hard classes I love participating in researches and um, I love doing my internships where I can propose something Mm. and that's, yeah, that's how I changed a lot. And yeah, I, I really found a lot of good friends, like what my type of um, friends are. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, how I changed.
0: Nice. Would you say by a chance like COVID also could have had an influence because of all the mm-hmm. free time? Yeah.
1: Totally, totally. That's a great question. Um, Because COVID, um, as I said, I, won't, I, don't, I didn't really want to give a harm to our family that I lived in. And um, COVID, when I, especially when I go to party, then I can bring COVID back to the house. So that really uh, kind of stopped me going to the parties as well. And um, especially where COVID, I have so much free time by myself. Mm-hmm. So I was busy studying my SAT and some of the stuff that I was take. I I took a lot of high classes mm-hmm. um, during my junior year. So that really kind of studying really made me to change and find who I am. So I think that was yeah that's that's a great factor one one of the factors <laughs> how I changed.
2: Uh speaking of studying, what does your everyday schedule look like for you?
1: Right now and in, oh interesting. Um what do you mean by schedule? Like class schedule? Or... Uh, I
2: mean your full day schedule. Like so you wake up in the morning right at a certain time you go to school for a certain amount of time and then once you go home do you study right away and then go to dinner and then sleep
1: well right now i can describe me as a um, american korean not korean American, because i'm not saying all americans are doing this but i'm just saying um Mm -hmm. how i kind of got apart from korea where Mm My studying got kind of loose, um, mm-hmm. and a lot actually, really loose. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I come to school. Um, I take a lot of, um, I take interesting classes. I take, I take a little bit challenging classes. And after that, um, I usually sometimes I go to my internship right now, but sometimes I go home. Mm-hmm. And right after I go get home, I uh, I change to my PJs right away, <laughs> and I go to bed. I take two hour naps every day. Um, and then the time is 2 to 4 mm. um, and then wake up at 4, probably study until 6. I have dinner at 6 to maybe 8 or
2: 7.30. So how did you learn English?
1: Um, so in Korea, education system is interesting because you have to be bilingual. And especially mm. when, when I was in high school, they required um, trilingual.
2: Mm. So,
1: when I was young, starting from um, my kindergarten, I learned my Korean and English um, together oh, when wow. I grew up. So, I've, I've learned English for a while, and English is a big subject in Korea, and we have a lot of tests on English, and it's very important that that's one of the factors that determine when you go to college. Mm. So, you have to be good at English. But really? interestingly, what, what we focus on is not the conversation part, we focus on the grammar part how oh, English is used. Really? So there are a lot of YouTube about how um, a lot of um, Americans solving Korean national exam on English subject and then they always get like really low grade because mm. this grammar is super in, uh, like complicated oh. in Korean version. So that's that's one of the way that I learned English and um, when I was in high school I had to choose either um, Chinese or did uh, you Japanese?
2: Oh, really? Uh
1: huh. So we have to be trilingual for that one. Really. But the reason, the reason behind it is, Korea. A lot of Korean people not only stays in Korea, but they move out in the, in order to make money. Mm-hmm. So they, a lot of people go to America. A lot of people go to China. So the reason is by having those languages, you can be a better, better people, better like successful people in other countries as well. Mm. So we're kind of preparing for it, I think.
2: So what would those classes like look like? I mean, they're literally like you have to, they're mandatory. Like you have to be fluent in these different languages to mm. get into
1: college. Yeah. Um, yeah, Interesting that right, you don't have to be fluent. But it's like a, just think about the grades that you get. Like, mm. if you're bad, then you get F, but, which means you're not going to college, uh, right? Yeah. So you, there are a lot of incentives behind it, learning English. And I think for my personal experience, I really didn't enjoy learning English because <laughs> like, you know, it's, I, I'm I'm struggling with my own language in Korean and then i got to learn another language. I'm like, yeah. I can't do both. That's so that's, that's, what it requires I
2: think mm. um so you said a lot of people decide to move out of Korea you know to make more money and stuff like that what are you planning to do after high school and with your knowledge and you know everything you've learned
1: um Koreans really I think a lot of Koreans um, general Korean because of their tradition it's all about country um, contributing yourself back to your country. Mm. So what I will, I'll be one of those people where I, what I will do is I'll try to um, be successful in in America mm-hmm. and my ultimate goal is to go back to Korea when I retire or maybe maybe if I get the right education and the more higher education then I want to go back to con- my country and then work for them.
2: Oh wow. So, you know, with you being like you have this big plan you know for yourself what is it like you know not being able to see your family since you're away from them and you've been away from them how often do you see them
1: well i'm um i've been in america for three years now and Mm -hmm. i did not go back to korea for three years i Mm -hmm. never met one back because one of the reason was if i go back if i see my friends and all my relatives i it will kind of um make me not focused on my education in mm. England in in America yeah so I will rather kind of stay here and then mm-hmm. finish my every education and then go back so I'm planning on to see them um, after my graduation mm. um, right after my graduation I'll probably go back but I see all, all um, my family every day because you know nowadays we have like phone calls and video yeah. calls so yeah. I do those so I don't really i kind of feel attached still
2: yeah uh-huh. of course um so the next time you're gonna see them is probably once you like in person is once you graduate yep wow is there anything else that you would like to mention about anything um, experience?
1: i would like to thank that all the friends that i have and then just um, for me living here is very privileged. Um, it's not a lot of older Koreans get a chance to come here and then live here like I do. So it's not more about um so please don't have sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's yeah, it's more about privilege and what what I can do here, I think. And it's so far so far it's a great experience, I think.
2: Mm. Well, thank you so much for letting us interview you and could definitely share some light on your experience and story thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to our second episode of golden voices this is only made possible thanks to the hard work of everyone who worked on it thank you to our hosts and interviewers amaya england and Catherine chubb and yoshiro as the editor and finally special thanks to our guest in the movie david Yoon. this podcast is made by the student voice club Power and students to make their voices heard Thank you again for listening, I hope to see you on the next one.